Hello friends, today we are going to be going over 10 tips for getting started with homeschooling. If you are a new homeschooling parent or you're thinking about homeschooling, this is going to be a great episode because I'm going to break down the 10 tips that'll really get you started with homeschooling. So let's get to it. Hi friends, do you want to homeschool but don't even know where to start? Are you overwhelmed or frustrated with the current school system or are you feeling like your child is always struggling? Are you ready to say goodbye to those tedious daily morning and evening routines and start something completely different? Is your child exhausted from being at school all day and homework at night and are you feeling stressed or burnt out from an overly hectic schedule? Well, friends, I'm here to tell you, there is a better way, and it is homeschooling. Enjoy quiet and peaceful mornings. Show your child that learning is fun and help them develop their true passions and gifts. Hi, friends. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and course creator. I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to teach you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Okay, so the first tip to getting started with homeschooling is to understand your state's homeschooling laws and regulations. Don't let this one be too confusing or complex. There's a lot of different laws in each and every state. You can go online and the website I'm gonna give you is the hslda.org website. I'm also going to link that, but that is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And it has all of the laws and regulations in all 50 states. So this way you know exactly what you need to do. Some of the things you need to do is maybe write a letter of intent. Maybe you need to uh, let them know what curriculum you're using. Maybe not the curriculum, but maybe what subjects you're teaching. How many days you're going to be homeschooling. You need to maybe have an evaluator every year, every three months, every six months. It all just depends. But go online. There's plenty of information to get you started. It may seem overwhelming at first, but just read each law specifically and find out exactly what you need to do. Call your county, get it done, and then move on to the next thing. Now, I think that another important tip for getting started with homeschooling is really to join a local community group or online community, connect with other homeschooling parents. This will really help you when you need support or you need just that time to to ask questions and figure out what you're doing. You might not feel like you're doing it right. And then you talk to another homeschooling parent and they're like, I do that same thing, right? Have we all done that before? And then you're just like, whoo, well, now I feel better. So it's always really good to get yourself involved, get your children involved. There's places to have play dates, field trips, figure out what works best for your family, especially if you have multiples. You want to find out if your teenager wants to go to a five-year-old little play date at the park. So you kind of just need to maybe plan a little bit and figure out what you want to do there. Okay. The third tip, uh, maybe research homeschooling philosophies or teaching methods. And what I mean by this is what kind of style do you want to do? I'm not talking about curriculum, but more of like a style. Do you want to do unit studies where maybe you're deep diving into a subject for one or two weeks, right? Maybe you want to learn about the ocean. So for one or two weeks, you and your children 
And you can really do this with multiples, right? If you have a six-year-old, you can deep dive into the ocean, but that's going to look very different than if you have a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old. But you take two weeks deep dive into that and you, you approach it in different angles from reading in English. You read about the ocean, you learn about the ocean. Then you can also look at it from a social studies point of view. You can also look at it from a science perspective and point of view. There's also lots of curriculum online to help you do unit studies. Maybe you want to do Charlotte Mason, which is more of a student-led approach. Maybe you want to do, oh, unschooling, right? Unschooling is great. That's also student-led. It helps the student figure out what are their gifts? What are their talents? What is, what is it they want to do? What is it their passion? If you think that your child is just going to sit around all day and play video games, I can tell you that they won't. The reason your child might do it now is because they're spending seven hours a day at school. Then they're doing homework. So on the weekend, they're exhausted. Let me ask you, when you go to work, when you're working 40 hours a week, but you just want to relax and your child kind of wants to do that too. But when you homeschool, you might tell them, okay, from nine to 12, I want you to figure out exactly what, what it is. What is your passion? Let's say they love to do art. Let's say they love to break things apart, put things together, have them do what they really like to do. And then maybe you can devote a time later in the day, maybe like from three to four, where they can then do their video games or really do something that they, that they love to do. But I, I hear it a lot with unschooling parents just think, oh, my kid is just going to sit at home, play video games all day. That's not necessarily true. They're just exhausted and they kind of want that break, right? So there's lots of philosophies and methods and styles. Find the one that fits your family's values and needs and just go with that one. Find out what works best. You also might find out that an eclectic style works best for your family, which is you're just choosing a little bit, maybe a little bit of unschooling, a little bit of Charlotte Mason, a little bit of Waldorf approach. There's many different styles and different things for homeschooling. So just go online, do some research, figure it out what it is that fits best for your family. So the fourth tip is developing a routine and schedule for your child. So when you homeschool, the big thing with homeschooling is flexibility, right? You have the flexibility to go on vacation when you want, to wake up when you want, to figure out how much education that you want to do, how much learning you want to do. So you don't want to maybe do a schedule that says like from eight to 12, we're going to completely work on this and that's it. Put a little bit of flexibility in there, but definitely have a routine so your kids know exactly what they might be learning, what they're expecting. And I really do think that it, it might make for a better day. I think when your child knows what to be expecting throughout the day, it probably makes for a better day. Also schedule your breaks in there as well, your extracurricular activities. Maybe they do some basketball, they do some art classes, they do some soccer. Also put those in there as well. Maybe just some fun outdoor time, physical education. Go outside, get some playtime in, do a little bit during in between maybe in the morning and then in the afternoon, but have that routine or I like to also call it a flow. Get your flow going, kind of figure out what's going on and what works best for your for your family. Okay, so the next thing is, is set realistic expectations and goals for your child's learning. So maybe the, on a Monday, you might say, okay, today we are going to read chapters one and two in English. We're going to get uh, chapters five done in math. We're going to do this in social studies. Set realistic expectations for your child. And the only way to really know how to do this is to just do it. You might say, okay, in math, we're going to do chapters five and six. Just throwing that out there, right? And then you get to Wednesday and you realize you're not even halfway finished with five. So then you just kind of backtrack a little bit. 
the first few weeks, months, honestly, years of homeschooling, it's just kind of figuring it out. But it's okay. They are still learning. They're learning to be flexible. They're learning that you are right there with them, that that you are helping them, that you are by their side. You are connecting with them. So there's no wasted time. They will catch up. Uh, They'll figure it out. And by the time you get your curriculum that exactly what you are doing, you're like, this is our routine. This is what our expectations and our goals. The next year, it's going to change. You're going to find something better. You're going to hear from somebody that a routine they're doing. And you're like, wow, I really like that one better. So it's always going to be changing. So if you can have a child that kind of goes with the flow, or maybe they learn to go with the flow, it actually might be a really good thing. Okay. A tip number six is use your online resources. There's a lot of virtual learning tools, a lot of websites, a lot of things to really get you started in homeschooling. There's a lot of different ways that you can supplement your child's education or just use that as your child's education. So what I'm saying is when your child goes to traditional school for seven hours a day, maybe they haven't learned to, or they're struggling in reading. Okay. So they get home and then you work with them for 20 minutes on reading. Well, maybe one day you just say to your child, you know what, today let's just spend two hours on reading or an hour. Two hours might be a lot, but an hour on reading. Let's really see where you're struggling. Let's really see how we can help you. And then you'll have a lot of online resources to help you. You as the mom, you are a facilitator. You are a supporter. You are there to help them. You're there to guide them and you're there to teach them. But you know your child best and you know how to help them. So use those resources that are available to you. There is more information online now than there has ever been. Getting the resources, getting the the guidance that you need is all there. Everything is there for you and more. Number seven, take advantage of community resources like libraries. How about museums? Those are great things to really help your child learn. And these are hands-on. These are things for like kinesthetic learners, right? These are things that can really cement those images in your child's brain to really help them. So let's say you're learning about the body, right? So then you can take them to a museum and they can see maybe bones. Maybe they'll learn about animal bodies and they can see the bones. They can learn about uh, what's going on in the inside. Or maybe you want to go to the library. In the morning, they'll have a reading time with other little kids there and they'll read a story and then they get to share and talk about that story. It's really fun and the kids really enjoy that. So that's another way. Just take advantage of all the different resources out there. I live in Orlando, right outside of Orlando, and there's really a lot of things to do here. If you live more rural, you could go to a farm. You could study plant life. You could study how a plant grows, what's good for soil. You can go to farms. There's really a lot. And again, you can use your online resources to really help you with that. Number eight, maybe you could find a a mentor to really provide guidance and support for you and your child. Maybe you could have a teenager come over. They can come over and donate their time, or you can even pay them. And they can just show them different ways that they have homeschooled, kind of learn some other ways that some older kids are doing it, right? Maybe your child is learning their math facts, and that homeschooling child really is good in math. They can do some songs. They can really have your child uh, learn math in a quicker way, a one-on-one way kind of different than if they were in traditional school setting, right? Uh, They have that one-on-one time and they really like it. They think of it as a playtime when they're kind of talking to an older child instead of a teacher. So really use any mentors that are around. Tip number nine, stay focused and keep records of your child's progress and achievements. Now, you don't have to be 
too detailed with this unless your state requires it. In Florida, you do need to get your child uh, evaluated every year by a homeschool evaluator. However, they're really there to support you and guide you not to pass or fail. So it's not so stressful when you're going in and you're meeting with the evaluator because they're there to offer their guidance and support. So keep your records. You can also sit with your child and maybe do the end of the chapter test that they have to make sure that your child is staying on track. But keep a folder, keep some things in it. There's lots of different ways to make sure that your child is staying on track. You can you know, keep track of your, their progress uh, and their achievements, see what they're doing, so how far they've come. You can also show them, say, wow, two months ago, we weren't able to read this book and now look at the book we're reading. So you can actually involve them in their achievements as well. And that's kind of fun. And then you can maybe give them stickers or little pins just to make it fun, keep it going. And that's gonna bring us right into number 10. I love this one. Celebrate your child's successes and their milestone and maintain a positive attitude with them. Tell them what a great job they're doing. Tell them how great they're doing, that that homeschooling is really working for them. Let them know that you are enjoying it. You love, you're loving being home with them. You're loving having them go everywhere with you, maybe the nail salon, the grocery store, and that this is a really great positive experience. Keep them focused on what they're doing and how well they're doing it. And I promise you, your child is really going to love that. And I personally love to do little celebratory success things for milestones and stuff like that. I think it's really great for a child to hear how well they're doing. I think they get overlooked a lot of times. And do you ever have a child that's always like, mom, look at me, like when they're in the pool, mom, look at me, mom, look at me. They literally live for us, right? They want us to notice every little thing that they're doing. So celebrate that. Take the time to give them a high five, tell them how great they're doing. You know, it's very easy when you're teaching them how to read or giving them a worksheet to do to walk away and do some dishes. But when you sit there with them and you watch them write, they love that. They love their whole world. You are their whole world. They love that. They love that you're sitting there with them. I think it's different than when you're sitting there with them doing homework because, right, homework is, ah, it's like they just spent seven hours in school. So now you both just want to get it done. You both are there to just get it done. So I think just celebrate with them, enjoy them. So these are my 10 tips to help you get started with homeschooling. These are really great if you haven't begun yet, or maybe you've begun and you're kind of just feeling your way around. So enjoy these tips and hopefully it'll make you have a better homeschool journey as well. Okay, friend, before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and also reach more listeners who could really benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, happy homeschooling.